Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you're listening to Two Book Watchdobs. You have made it to episode 83. Michael, Michael, what's, Mike, Michael, what's, what's, Michael, Michael, what the fuck is up? What the fuck is up, Michael? It has been it too gets, long. It gets worse every time. It would, it has been too, it has been too, well, it has been too, too long. I need, I need to, I need, I need to WD-40 my voice box. I'm getting, <laughs> you ever, you think that'll be good for health if I just, if I just spray WD-40 down my gullet? Uh, in my professional medical opinion, yes. In your professional medical opinion as a watch blogger, do you think that'll be good Good for my health? <laughs> I think that sounds like it's supposed to work. Excellent. Good. Good science. Good science. Yeah. But yeah, dude, welcome back. You have been You have been traveling. You have been traveling the world, and I... <laughs> I don't know about the world. A you've been part of the world. You've been... Well, you were... You were where, tell everyone where you were. Tell everyone where you were. I was in Colombia... Um, it's pretty fun. You yeah. were in Colombia opening up the new Panerai boutique in the airport down there, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, making, making pointless, uh, Instagram sto- story segments as well. Um, dude, you so. think your story segments were, po- I, I literally had two stuffed animals fighting over a watch on our, <laughs> on our story segment while you were gone. That's literally what was on there. It was like, it was like an eight segment story. Of these two, of, of Hey Hey from, from fucking Moana and Stitch fighting over the notice Trieste. That was literally was on the feed. It was very cute. My wife enjoyed it. Oh, did you see it? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. God damn of course. it. No, supposed to be no rules, man. But yeah, this is, this is, this is a lot of fun. This is actually a really, really cool episode. Um, this is something the, the just to kind of, I want to, I want to talk about just kind of bookend the, the, the main topic. And then we're going to kind of get into a lot of stuff that's happened. A lot of really cool like housekeeping items and just some really fun updates. But um, the main topic for today's episode is something I think we've sort of like danced around, but never actually like directly confronted. And it's the idea of like watch mistakes, like 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 I guess mistakes that we have made as collectors, right? Yeah, we had a we talked about watch horror stories, and I think that was a little more tongue in cheek, maybe not as. I just want to serious? clarify. You said you said horror stories, not horror stories, right? <laughs> I am a watch whore. My- <laughs> watch watch whore stories. My watch yeah. is a whore. Sorry, I'm so sorry. I cut you off. I'm very excited. <laughs> but yes, these are legitimate. I think mistakes that maybe we have made. That mistakes that a lot of people make. Um, and, uh, you know, just stuff we don't want our listeners going through. Um, or if you have, you should share it with us. Yeah, after right. Hearing this. I, I also <laughs> like these topics because it gives me an opportunity to, like, self-reflect in real time. You know what <clears throat> I mean? In front yeah. of people. And I can't, like, edit myself. Like, I just say things. I say immediately what I feel and I can't take it back, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, why, that's why I like these topics. But... Um, before we get into that, there's, 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 there's some fun stuff we need to talk about. You know, I want to do a proper recap from you just about Columbia. Cause I think you told me you had a story you wanted to talk about on air. Um, yeah, some, some watch observations, um, tiny little watch adventure. Sure. Yeah. 
I'm excited to talk about that, but it's time. It feels like it's been forever because we haven't done it in a while. We need to honor tradition. Do you want to do a wrist check? Yeah. Yeah, we got to do that. You go first. I'm talking to you. <laughs> this is a weird, very weird wrist check. Um, I don't think uh, I would have ever expected this kind of wrist check on this okay. show. Okay. But <laughs> What are you wearing? <laughs> Today I'm actually wearing a Rolex watch. Oh no, I know what I, I know what you're wearing. That's so cool. Okay, t- tell everyone tell everyone the story. Just to clarify, it's not mine. Um, he stole and, it, <laughs> and this watch needs to return back to its rightful owner after a certain period of time. No, he stole it. He got he, he's he's got he's got a Stolex date just over there, guys. <laughs> a Colombian Stolex. <laughs> a Colombian Stolex date just. I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. No, it's just uh it's a, a Rolex Datejust black dial reference sixteen two twenty. At least I think it's a reference sixteen two twenty. Okay. There are way too many Datejust references <laughs> to keep up with. Uh but this watch is actually my grandpa's and on the way back home from uh Columbia I stopped in Miami and I met up with my dad and he actually uh he loaned me this watch to kind of look after for a little bit and um, overhaul essentially because we have some uh, some good watchmakers here in Seattle and I wanted to uh, fix it up because his uh, his 60th birthday is coming up and I thought it would be a pretty cool gift to take it and um, fix it up and give it back to him on his 60th that's so. awesome that's super cool is yeah. this, this is the first time you've ever we've ever worn that watch because I'm sure you've seen it but is the first time you've ever worn it uh, my grandpa has like shown it to me before and I've tried it on wrist, but like now it's like I've properly sized it for myself. And um, wow. this is the first time just being around town wearing it. And it's, you know, it's just classic, man. Um, 36 millimeters, great size. Wow. Uh, feels a little <laughs> bit bigger. Feels, you know, it feels more like the, um, uh, like the little Seiko fives that we have yeah. size wise, you know, uh, this one has a fluted bezel. So it's got some extra presence there um the cyclops is so cool because uh, <laughs> because i think i'm i'm not this much of a rolex nerd but there is there was some point in rolex history where they had to basically fess up <clears throat> and say that they could not achieve a certain consistency with the cyclops magnification anymore okay. so while some people will like to point out a rolex and be like oh it's fake because like the date is not magnified like 1.5 times or whatever it is, but um, is, is 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 Orological Neckbeard making an, making another appearance? <laughs> Maybe, yeah, that's him. It's always him. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the, this the date just fucking pops out at you uh, on this one and looks really cool with the the black dial and just these baton hour markers and the hands are just super like sparkly, you know, I, I don't know. It's not, it's not a flashy watch. It's on a Jubilee. That's about the flashiest thing, but there's yeah. something, there's like a glitz to it, you know, is it steel um, or is it gold or two tone? No, it's all steel. So everything nice. is all steel. Um, yeah. And the, um, you know, I should probably put the bracelets side to side and see how the, uh, how this Jubilee compares to the uh the one on my seiko 
SKX one seventy five that I really like. Can you do a can 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 you do a jangle comparison? Can you jangle the two and see which one is janglier? The Seiko's pretty far, but I'll jangle this one. <laughs> there it is. It sounds like you got a bunch of tokens in your pocket, a bunch of arcade tokens in your pocket. That Rolex, that Rolex quality. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun though. Um, the the bracelet also isn't doing that like, like uh, some of these, <laughs> some of these bracelets become flaccid over the years, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, my my dad's Rolex does that because I think the center links are gold. Yeah, so it happens more on the gold ones because it's softer or whatever. Yep. Um, that, that could have been another dick joke. Um, oh, we totally missed it. Oh, we're getting, <laughs> we're getting, we're getting, we're getting rusty in our old age, man. We're getting sloppy. No, we're getting that's, really that's, sloppy. If this, was, if this was episode five, we would have pounced on this shit like fucking hyenas. Yeah, you that's know? what I'm wearing though. My my grandpa, he came. He's a Cuban Cuban immigrant, and he got a job, yeah. and he worked there for 25 years. And on the last day, they gave him a Rolex and told him to get the fuck out. Um, so it's those stories don't really happen anymore. Um, no, absolutely not. But that's that's what this watch is, and it's cool to wear it here. You know, like I don't know. How, so, um, do you get the sense that, like, because my dad's Rolex, so my dad has the, I don't, I don't know what the, fuck the reference number is. It's a seven. Is that, the reference, the reference number is seven. Um, <laughs> it's, it's from the late seventies. It's two times. Very rare. Very, the very, the very rare Rolex reference number seven. No, it's from it's from the the late seventies. It's two tone is white dial. Has the Roman numerals on it. Everything in a watch I don't want except a two tone. Um, but like when I hold my dad's watch compared to like other watches from the seventies that I've held, that Rolex like vintage watch, it doesn't feel like a vintage watch. Like it doesn't feel like hollow or weird or incomplete like mm. other vintage watches I've held. I don't know if maybe I'm just I just I just wasn't in my right mind and I'm just I just didn't notice it. But do you get the sense that it feels like a vintage watch when you hold I, it in your hands? Yeah, and I, I think the difference might be with your dad's. Um, the gold might be adding some weight. Oh, it's it. possible. Yeah, it didn't even occur to me. Yeah, it's possible. Um, so maybe that's it. But it it definitely feels like a vintage. It just does not feel like a modern Rolex, which feels like a fucking tank. You know, you could you could put it in a sock and defend your home with it if you needed to. You know what I mean? <laughs> you really can. <laughs> Do you, can you hear it ticking? If you put it up to your ear, can you hear it? Yeah, yeah, it's got the. That's so cool. <laughs> definitely ticks. That's badass, man. Should we should, should should we put it on the feed? Is that weird? I mean, I didn't buy it, <laughs> so uh, can't afford one of these now. Did you but, um, did yeah. you already take it to service, or are you are you gonna like so when you take it to the service, are you gonna like what drop it off physically? And addendum, if you do drop it off physically, are you going to just hang over the watch tech's shoulder while he works on it? Because I totally would. I I know it's tempting. I I. It hasn't been serviced yet. I went to a watchmaker today to talk about what they would be doing, how much it would cost, and I'm probably going to visit a, a different service center uh, to see what they offer and just what their process is like, what they quote. Um, if they have an actual, yeah, if they have an actual parts account, um, I actually have to figure out the the reference because I'm guessing I, it looks like a sixteen two twenty, but uh, I could be wrong. At first, I thought it was a sixteen. 03 but those don't have quick set dates and this one does so if you're comfortable doing it you should be able to just take the back off if you have like um like one of those ball tools or whatever the rubber balls and just look for a serial number and use that 
Well, on these, I would actually have to take the bracelet off. Um, and oh, because it's on the on the case, right? Yeah, on the case in between the lugs. So nice. Nice. I don't I don't want to do that to this watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's pretty cool though. Was it in, was it in like super rough shape? Like, or is it is it in super rough shape? Like when you got it? Because I remember no, it's oh, in well, really awesome. it's in really really nice shape. There's some scratches in the crystal by like one o'clock, but no. It's... Did you uh, did did you track the time on it? Is it like plus minus fourteen minutes a day, or is it still holding strong? Uh, it's, you know, for never being serviced since the nineties, it's only losing about like a minute a day. I mean, that's not bad considering. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Yeah, I actually I probably shouldn't be wearing it. I don't know what the whole situation is with the lubricant or whatever. And you need to wear it in Aerodrome Seosan. I think that's probably your best option right now. <laughs> I'm sure that'll work out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'll just explode. But no, that's that's super cool, man. I, I'm I'm I'm. I remember you mentioned that to me, and I'm like, oh, and I, I didn't really think about it after that. But that's if it's possible, you know. Uh, See if there's just any kind of cool insight you can, any more additional cool insight you can give from just the experience of having it like serviced. Because I'm pretty sure there are other folks out there potentially in similar situations, maybe not with the Rolex, but you know, they've inherited a watch, they want to get it serviced, they don't even really know where the first place would be to start. So, yeah, keep us updated on how that process goes, dude. Yeah, will do. That's pretty, that's pretty badass. Should I, should I say what I'm wearing? Yeah. What's uh what's on your wrist? Kaz? I am wearing a watch that I technically also do not own, um, but we are <laughs> are we are in a position to give it away, and I've reached the conclusion that I don't want to give it away. I want to keep it. This is my <laughs> watch now. I am now the proud new owner of a Notice Trieste. No, I have to give it away. I am wearing the Notice Fuck Trieste. All <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all y'all. I'm wearing this watch forever. No, uh, I am wearing the Notice Trieste. It's a navy dial. It's the um, NH35 movement. Hashtag more brands need to use this movement. That's a bad hashtag, but whatever. The dad, it's, a, it's a dad hashtag. You know what I'm saying? Dad, dad yeah. tag. <laughs> dad tag is bad. But yeah, that's what I'm wearing right now. I'm wearing the Notice Trieste navy blue dial. Um, working with the dudes over at Notice Watches, um, Wes and Colin, who are super, super cool enough to give us this watch for our 5,000 follower giveaway, our 5,000 follower milestone on Instagram. Um, if you guys go on the website now, the review is up. I really do apologize for the delay on 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 getting that review up in time. That is totally on me. Basically, um, it's just a matter of deadlines, but but um, I'm wearing that watch right now. If you want to, just before I start talking about the watch, if you want to enter the giveaway for this watch, all you got to do is you got to go to the review on the website. Read the review, skim the review, just do some kind of thing with the review, and then leave a comment in the bottom, you know, just saying, if you like the review, if you like the watch, what like, what like a watch, what like, just leaving a comment that will just be, that you feel like in your own part, I'll leave it up to you guys' judgment, uh, is is a valuable comment. <laughs> if I see one comment that says gnarly, I'm going to lose my goddamn mind. If it's just the <laughs> one word, gnarly, that could be anything. Um but basically, if you go and leave a comment on the review for the Notice Watches Trieste, that will automatically enter you in a chance to win the watch. The only person to have ever worn it is fucking me, and I've just worn it for a few days for the review. Come to the box, warranty card. Thing is really, really cool. I am so impressed by this thing on the wrist. Like, seeing this thing on, on the feed did not do it justice, because I saw it on the feed, and I'm like, oh, that's super cool. And then, you know, we learned that, that the Notice Watches guys listened to the show, and so, you know, we were... We touched base with them and everything like that, and then, you know, we got this watch. I'm spending time with it. This thing is pretty special, man. You know what I mean? Like, it's gotten me very excited, not just about the watch, but just about the brand in general, because I definitely get the sense that, 
and you, I got the sense also from when you hung out with them, you hung out with them when they were up in Seattle. You know what I'm saying? That yeah. this is, um, this is the result of just really cool and smart thought processes. It's not like a one hit wonder that a, that a brand just kind of made work once. Like this is, I feel like this is the the type of thought process which will be consistent across the board. And 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 I mean, and just in terms of what I've seen online with the with the retrospect, their latest piece, they're 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 doing that pre order for that thing. Also looks really cool, man. You know, so the headline is Michael. I'm not giving this watch away. I don't know if I said that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not giving this watch away. But yeah, no, the um, 41 millimeters. Uh, I believe what is the lug to lug? Uh, lug to lug is 50, so <clears throat> it's not too wide in terms of like the diameter, but it really sits on the on the wrist nicely. I love the case. I love the machining on this case. It's just so. There's something very classic about it, but it still feels recognizable you know what i mean and it's still did it did it take wearable. you time to get used to those hands sorry no well uh no, no i mean i, I was saying no don't no, apologize the hands i didn't realize what was happening with the with the interior elements until i stared at the watch for 10 minutes if you look at the hands by themselves they're definitely unique and you could be like oh, okay those are a cool shape or whatever but the hands yeah. play such a really cool integral role with the other interior dial dial elements i talk about this in the review but um oh what was it i classified these markers in 12 3 6 and 9 the compass rose positions i classified them as isosceles trapezoids which i googled the fuck out of i went i went on like a 15 minute google <laughs> vortex to figure out what geometric shapes these things look like but what's really cool is as these you're, hands, you're a brave man kaz i just i needed to know i couldn't just i i i would i was inclined to immediately call them ramuses because i think ramus is very funny <laughs> but i'm it's a I'm, fun word it's very, it's very fun. It feels like you're saying rump. You know what I mean? Rhombus. Mm -hmm. um, but I wanted to classify them correctly. And so what's really cool about these hands is as they go around the dial, as they meet up with those uh, isosceles trapezoids, they complete one whole ge geometric shape. It's really fucking cool. It's such a small, subtle feature, but it's one of those ones I know someone sat and thought about for so long. Like they didn't just like pick things out of the catalog and like sign it off and called it a day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So yeah. um, the hands are definitely very recognizable for the Trieste. I think I called them um, wacky inflatable uh, arm guy hands, not in the review, <laughs> but on, on air. But then um, a listener, uh, oh, I'm going to say his name wrong. Mm, let me find it. A listener corrected me and classified them as, he called them lighthouse hands, which I can totally see. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think that makes, a lot of sense. Ari Go, Ari Goge, listener, hash, uh, Instagram handle, Ari Goge. I can't say, I can't say anyone's name properly. I had to stop saying names on air. Um, but I would classify them as like lighthouse hands uh, as well. So, you know, call out to him. But, but the thing is super, it's just, it's, it's interesting. The hands are also cool. I think what you're specifically talking about is the fact that they're very thin towards the center, but they taper out towards the end. And like, as you're setting the time, it's kind of a weird effect. It's right. You know what I, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man, I've been, I've spent a lot of time with this watch. I'm super into it. And, uh, really excited and honored that the notice dudes were, were down with sending it to us for a review. Um, not all brands want us to review their watches, which is fine, <laughs> uh, because I'm inclined to just potentially say really disgusting things during a review. Not even about the watch. Sometimes I just say horrible things. 
Um, hey, who who wrote to us about a watch the other day? It was like uh, hmm. <clears throat> it's like six hundred thousand dollar watch. Oh my god! It was that Grubel, Grubel yeah. group. Yeah, maybe they want to send us a watch. So we, I think they just, I think someone must have given our email to some some fucking like marketing firm because we got an email about a six hundred ninety five thousand dollar Grubel Forcey watch if we wanted to cover it, and like I think, I think we had the idea of saying, yeah, we'll cover it. Just send us the watch. We and, should still uh, do that. Do we? <laughs> respond be like yeah we'll cover your fucking watch on <laughs> we'll cover your six hundred thousand dollar watch on two broke watch com. <clears throat> one hell of a wrist check i tell you <laughs> the wrist check to end all wrist checks man you know what i'm saying i think you can combine both of the properties that you and i live in and it would not about to what that watch cost. Dude, I could rob every single apartment in the building I live in, and all of the shit combined would not would I can guarantee <laughs> you would not amount to six hundred ninety five thousand dollars. All right. Uh, maybe maybe if I robbed all the cars because we live near a hospital, and so some of the doctors live here, so I see some Porsche every now and then. <laughs> maybe if I steal a couple nine eleven turbos, we can make it happen, right? Uh, yeah. Current current <laughs> current going going rate. Hundred and seventy five thousand. No, I think it's, I think it's like ninety eight thousand dollars now. Um, <clears throat> tis but a scratch, Michael. Yeah, <laughs> I grew I grew up with fucking Porsches because my dad's a doctor. So like my whole life, my bedroom used to be above the garage. So I would wake up every morning to the sound of a Porsche engine. So it's it's ridiculous, but it's the only engine sound I could call out with my eyes closed. It's a very distinct noise the engine makes. That story, that intro paragraph that you just gave sounds like the start of a Kickstarter campaign for a racing watch. Are you, gonna, <laughs> are you starting a brand, Kaz? We still, one? I still have to start the brand about the about the watch that my dad had given me as he was going away on the train. We talked about last episode. Do you remember that? <laughs> we're gonna call it. We're gonna call it Railway Orology, dude. All right. Uh, Ball is gonna sue you. Ball is gonna sue me back to the fucking Metazoic era. I'm <laughs> pumped. The publicity alone for the show will be worth it, dude. Everyone <sighs> loves an underdog story. <sighs> what am I talking about? Yeah, the Notice Trieste. This thing is super cool. Really, really dig it. You want to enter the giveaway? Go to the website. Check out the review. My apologies again for getting it up. Um, uh, getting the review up later than I intended to. Life got in the way as it tends to do. Um, but the review is up no. there now. Go check it out. Um, let me know your thoughts. Leave a comment. Automatically be entered. Again, huge thank you to the Notice guys. If you guys already follow their Instagram feed, do it. It's really, really cool. Um, they also do really just, just, just. I mean, both, 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 both West and Colin just do really fun stuff like story segments on on their like personal feeds as well. So, yeah, definitely check it out. <laughs> um, West's feed always makes me hungry. Oh yeah, it's hi- it's food. it's always him like breaking into like a poached egg over potatoes, and I'm like, oh, that looks so good. hashtag food porn dude that or i'm super confused who knows but um but yeah go and check out the review i'm wearing this thing right now don't want to give it away but uh i have to unfortunately um am i missing anything about this watch do you have any questions you have questions about this watch no i mean it's um I got to handle it too and uh i'm i'm happy we're giving it away i'm also kind of stoked i i there were some other things that I saw at our meeting um, that we can't talk about. I'm also excited about that stuff from notice. Yeah, yeah dude, um, keep, uh, that, that, that's actually a really good segue, to just in like a general, like keep your eye on the brand. It's yeah. one of those things, I talk about it in the review. It's it's one of those things where 
I can only count maybe two or three brands who I've seen with the access to manufacturing capabilities that most micro brands have access to. I've only seen like two or three or four brands actually use those uh, the the resources available to them to make something incredibly like special. But that's yeah. just so on brand because I think it's incredibly easy to make a watch that's like highlighter pink with like a dinosaur giving itself a rusty trombone on it like yeah that'll like that'll catch your attention but like is that really like a special watch are you expressing something other than the fact that that, that you're some kind of dinosaur spunt lover you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah yeah dude right I'm pretty sure someone would make that watch that's going to be my racing chronograph by the way it's going to be a <laughs> dinosaur with a racing stripe going down its back giving itself a rusty trombone I don't even know if that's <laughs> physically possible I don't think it is. It I don't on the even dinosaur. know. I mean, maybe if it was like a brontosaurus, because because just because it has neck reach, but yes. like otherwise, I don't know. You know what I mean? <laughs> Does anyone know? Do we do we do do, do we do we have any like erotic paleontologist? <laughs> you can yeah. call now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Do we have any erotic paleontologists who tune into the show? Dial toll free right now to get on the show. And I wish, I wish, dude, we could do that. Erotic Paleontologist is a ska band here in Seattle. Oh, that's actually a really good ska band name. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> a really good ska band name. We gotta write these down. Um, but yeah, keep your eye on notice. Really incredible things um, just coming from that brand. I can I can call it now and um, really honored just to know the guys that be working with them. But yeah. um, I want to hear about Columbia. Sure. Can yeah. you tell me about what was your what was your experience like? So you flew from Seattle to Miami, and then from Miami to Cartagena. I, I, okay, so I, the, the joke that, that my fiancé and I have, my, my <laughs> wife, I, I keep just mentioning my wife. I, 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 I purposefully mispronounce words literally just to annoy her. Yeah, I, I do it too sometimes. Oh, good, good. I'm glad. So we both do machine gun cat, machine gun dog. <laughs> and, and we both, we both, for some reason, just annoy, annoy our, our, annoy our loved ones. But, um, uh, you flew from Miami to Cartagena, but I, 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 or Carta, Car, Cartagena, Carta, Cartagena. How do you say? Cartagena. Yes. Car, Cartagena. Yeah. Um, I would intentionally say, oh yeah, Mike, Mike is the right now in, in, in Cartagena. You know where Cartagena is, babe? And she would just give me the look. You know, you know the look. You know what I mean? <laughs> She has that look. She has she's that really, look. She's really good at it. I've seen her give you that look. I'm telling you, man, she puts up with a lot of bullshit. I mean, you guys only hear me for like an hour and a half once every week. She has to fucking live with me, man. <laughs> all the time. All, always, always fucking bullshit. The big joke that I have is that the girl, the cats, are sneaking out at night smoking cigarettes and like dating boys. Like, that's the big joke that I have with our cats. <laughs> and so we'll be like, babe, I think... I think I smelled cigarettes on Yang's breath. I'll say that to her at like six in the morning. All right. <laughs> <laughs> when she just wants nothing to do with my bullshit. Uh, she's a trooper. She, she's a fucking trooper. I'll tell you that much, man. But, um, but yeah, I'm really interested to hear how your, how your trip went. So yeah, Seattle, Miami, Cartagena. What was it like? Was it, was it, was, what was, I hate flying. How was your experience flying? Um, it was, it was good. So, um, yeah, like you said, Seattle to Miami and then hung out for a bit. And then we flew Avianca from uh, <clears throat> Miami to Cartagena. And what did you Avi fly? Avianca? Uh, yeah, they're the Colombian flying oh, carrier airline. I thought, it was a, yeah. I thought it was a water brand. Okay. <laughs> it kind of sounds like it, yeah. We flew Evian Airways. Yeah, yeah, no. Okay, <laughs> awesome. A Avianca, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and kind of the, the watch adventures started. Um, oh, that's in... 
That's an eBay notification. That might be a glycine airman. It sound it sounded like O'Brien was beaming you up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching a lot of Next Generation right now, so uh, yeah, no, but um, so right after getting to Miami International, our flight was delayed something like four hours. Oh my god! Um, so that was cool. Uh, <laughs> and then, and then my wife was like, "Oh, there's like a there's like an Avianca <laughs> like." premium lounge or something and like you can only get in there if you like like bought first class or something or if you have like right. a certain card but we were like okay all right i'm gonna like put on some sunglasses and uh you do something with your dress and we'll just look important and try to sneak on through act like uh, you belong man it did not work but oh, we did no. find <laughs> but we did find that uh besides being reserved for the elite of the flying public mm. uh you could also pay a reasonable fee to just go on in there oh okay <laughs> so that's what we did because nice. i had work to do and she had work to do um and they had wi-fi and uh an open bar so open yeah bar dude yes hell yes yeah so as i was pillaging that open bar <laughs> <laughs> i noticed that a lot of these dudes um waiting in this at least two i saw um some hublot big bangs really yeah so i saw two of those and one panerai in that lounge and i was like man like interesting and i got a good look at the dude sitting next to me he it was one of those you blow classic fusion um chronographs okay and you know he did two hundred dollars two hundred dollar usd and correct and so who knows if he's a savvy watch buyer and got a great market or a good deal or That's a used. Good point. You never but know. if he did if he did not, it's like eleven thousand dollars, you know? Um <laughs> So that, that was the first kind of little watch adventure, I suppose. I can think of so many so that. many other cooler watches to spend eleven thousand bucks on. <laughs> in, in my in my opinion. In my opinion. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But then no, yeah, we flew in and it's just um it's a beautiful place. It's like a port city. So it's uh, like Spanish in its history. So it has like uh, remains of like fortresses and uh, those Colonial structures. Spain. Yeah. Cool. So um, and, and the old city is surrounded by this uh, big fort and you can walk around in there and there's a lot of stuff to do. And, uh, uh, you know, took photos and walked around and um you know, at nighttime, we, we had a night where we got kind of lost outside of the area where tourists are supposed to be. <laughs> so um, that was that was scary for a little bit because we were both uh, um, having a good time by then. <laughs> right. I almost lost you. You tell me I almost lost you, Michael. I can't have that. There are there were. So Cartagena has a very strong police and military presence. Um, I think it's been ramped up recently because they had a lot of pickpocketing trouble, maybe some kidnappings uh, involved with tourists. Mm -hmm. So um, they try to keep everything really safe, but there are still some parts where you probably shouldn't go. Um, there were times where we felt like we were in those parts. <laughs> so, But it was fun nonetheless. Uh, I, I think you have to go on a little adventure every once in a while um yeah we started that trip with a lost passport so that was a good time oh my god um, you lost your passport <laughs> i didn't my wife did ah very uh, good yeah so and then we realized that when we were trying to check into the hotel so 
Um, so you, we left the airport, got to the hotel, went back to the airport, tried to find the passport. <laughs> you know, Did you find I, it? Yeah, knowing the language totally helps. So oh, I'm I had sure. To, yeah, I'm sure. I I had to do like the majority of the interactions with everything. So, um, but you know, it was a beautiful place. It's nice to visit. Extremely hot. Um, you know, we went really? to some beaches. Okay. Um, we had like a we had like a mall day. You know, we went to like a nice. this like decrepit arcade. <laughs> Like they had whack-a-mole, but somebody stole the mallet, so you have to just punch the moles. Perfect. That's almost better. <laughs> That's almost more cathartic than using a tool. Yeah. Um, but as I was walking around, I noticed a lot of people with fake watches. Okay. So like, like fake, fake Rolexes. Yeah, like fake. Like I'm talking like Daytonas with like a dive bezel. Fake. Yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Like I've never seen a Daytona like perpetual calendar moon phase with like a ticking center hand. Like that's awesome. And a, and a Panerai crown guard. <laughs> yeah, right. Like I hope <laughs> I hope you know what you paid for. Um, but you know, I I I did kind of notice that. Um, and we were also there for a wedding, so we did fun fun wedding stuff. We went out on on like a boat, and um, you know, just just a so cool place. As popular as fake watches, I guess, are over there. Like, is there not really like a watch culture? Like, usually in countries like that, there's a very, very strong line between people who are far below the poverty line and people who are basically like doing very, very well. And usually, you'll see luxury good product stores build up just to service that that very small percentage of folks who are doing well. Did you see any like luxury watch boutiques there at all or anything like that? Well, the divide between you know the people living in poverty and everyone else is is extremely like steep. So. Yeah. Um, you kind of, um, when you see people with nice watches, it's like, you kind of get it. So I saw some AP like offshores and stuff like that. And really, you know, you have to, these people are probably either, um, for the most part, they're just tourists. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm not really sure if they're, if they're locals or anything, but, um, to answer your question, I, found one uh official rolex boutique um really with armed guards so that was fun good uh i tried what? to walk in with my wife and like i was like physically like stopped like and the guy was just like what are you doing here i'm like oh i just want to go inside <laughs> <You know? laughs> i'm here to do heroin in your bathroom what the fuck you think i'm doing here dude <laughs> right you know um That's awesome. And it was it was kind of funny because it was a small boutique, but it was um, you know it's an official like on the map for Rolex uh, boutique in Cartagena because wow. you know it's a nice place to go on vacation and you if you want to come home with a cool watch you can you can do it. they stamp your passport a certain way when you go in um, there's like a a check by a number that they put that exempts you from this like nineteen percent tax so um, I guess if you want to buy a Rolex there you you can do it. But um, it's not discounted or anything. The prices were still, <laughs> still expensive. But anyways, we we walked in. I just wanted to see. I, I wanted to see how the distribution was in a place like this. Right. Maybe they had. Maybe they had something crazy. Maybe they had a ceramic Daytona or something. You know. You never know. Uh, who knows? But it was it was the usual spread. You know, like uh, day dates and um, a couple sky dwellers. Uh, they had both of the Explorer 2s, the black dial and the white dial, so that was nice to see. Nice. 
Um, I kind of, dude, I fell in love all over again with um, the GMT Master that nobody wants. <laughs> that which, is, which one is that? That's just the black one. It's not oh, fancy. That's so it, funny. It's it's not the blue and black. It's not the Pepsi. It's not the root beer. It's just the black one, and it has uh, some green accents on the GMT hand, and uh, I think some of the text. And it looks very nice. And it's yeah, it's the GMT Master that nobody wants. Did like, you try it on. Yeah, I tried it on. It's like super nice. Um, you know, great watch. But there was something really odd happened at that boutique, and uh, okay. <laughs> My wife noticed it. It was really, it was just a really funny moment. So it was just like one dude, uh, like talking to some guy, like he just like really wanted to see like a deep sea and just kept saying it in Spanish. It was really funny. I don't know why. (laughs) And this, like this very small woman. And I think her iPad was plugged into the, the music thing for the store. Um, and it was like, we walked in and it was kind of like orchestral ambient music or whatever. And about like two minutes into just like messing with his GMT master, uh, Pop Roach, Papa Roach <laughs> starts playing, uh, Last Resort. Oh, it's <laughs> classic. Yeah, of course, dude. And she just beelined to her <laughs> iPad. I was like, oh my god, excuse me, I have to change this. And is, uh, dude, that Rolex just kicked into awesome mode. That Rolex <laughs> boutique just became the coolest Rolex boutique in the world. Right? She should have. She should have kept it on um i think she felt bad so she gave me a book so now i have this like rolex book that's book? what's it a book of is it, is it like 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 erotic rolex photography it is actually um <laughs> but it's their catalog and i was like oh this is really cool i'm gonna have this like it's it's almost like a coffee table book but um uh it's all in spanish <laughs> so uh i just look at the pictures whatever there you go but uh yeah the that's the only boutique I saw. Um, so some Rolex, a lot of fake Rolexes, uh, some people with really fancy watches. Um, you should have asked the guys who were in the airport lounge if they listened to the Two Broke Watchdowns podcast. Yeah, yeah, I should I should do that next time I see somebody <laughs> with a nice watch. Or um, ask them if they want to see your Seiko 5. <laughs> the watches I brought held up really well. I, um, I was going to ask. You brought, so, okay, so you brought Feel Standard um, that you recently got. You brought the mm-hmm. Doxa. You brought the Vostok. Vostok. The Dan Henry Chrono. Dan Henry. How did everything perform? I wore them all, uh, but I wore the Doxa more than anything. Right. (laughs) Because there was just something, I don't know, there there was something about having the Doxa on wrist, like navigating those like tiny streets, like chasing cabs. Yeah. uh, Haggling with like, you know, vendors and stuff. Um, It just felt like... It just felt like a cool vacation watch in that setting. Wait, did you you haggle with vendors? What did you haggle with vendors for? I haggled with cab drivers because they can be, they can be assholes. Um, Okay. (laughs) I think I I I scared my wife at one point because like she can be non-confrontational, I think, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, this guy was like, um. He like he said his price and I was like, no, fuck you. Like I'm paying this. And I just handed him the amount that I wanted to hand him and then I got out of the car. <laughs> you know? What? Cause after a while you get an idea of how much everything costs. Like, okay, from the hotel to this spot that we've been going several times already, it costs this much. And this guy inflated it like way more. And I was like, Wow. No. You know? Um but Sorry, he had some 
he had some like gang tattoos, so I probably shouldn't have done that. Um, he's probably outside your place right now. Yeah, <laughs> right. He followed you all. The, he full full Cape Fear. He followed you all the way back to back to the states. Yeah, but the doc, the doxa, you know, in that setting, it just felt it just felt really cool, and it got its baptism, you know, in the I was water. Gonna, and... I was gonna say, did you take it like snorkeling or like or like fish punching or whatever you do in vacation? <laughs> yeah, we took it fish punching. Um, <laughs> There, there was a guy with a sign. It said he had towels on the sign, uh, five bucks, and then fish punching was right under. So that's what we did. <laughs> towels, five bucks, fish punching, free. Oh, that's, a, that's a fair price. You know what I mean? Yeah, the doxa and the amphibia both got their baptisms. So oh, was, you took the amphibia in the water. It didn't. It, the amphibia didn't explode. It's fine. It's totally fine. <laughs> I was, however, not able to wear the amphibia. Um, with the tux. Oh, Dan, that's okay. What, what did you wear to the wedding? There, there was a there was a wardrobe malfunction, and you know my cuffs, the way my cuffs were, and like the rubber strap, it would just get caught up like way oh, too yeah. much. So I I just wore the dock set, but it was still very hilarious to have an orange watch with like a tux that <laughs> a black tie thing. Yeah, man, you're 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 like James Bond. You're ready for action. You never know. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, you know, you're wearing a tux, but you got a, you got the full wetsuit, man. You got the full wetsuit underneath that. Yeah, but that's that's kind of that's kind of it. I mean, uh, I don't know if I would go back. They have a oh man, there's like a. I think they have some human trafficking issues also. Like you go to, we went to a couple restaurants and um, you have, it comes on your fucking receipt. So like, I'd go to pay my bill and at the bottom, like in Spanish, it's like, thank you for visiting. And thank you for not supporting the abuse of our young girls and boys. What the fuck? Yeah, so I guess they have a red light district that has a sort of underage oh. problem. So because you chose to eat at that restaurant, they acknowledged <laughs> you weren't eating in an area that had like like children prostitutes. Yeah, yeah. So that kind of that's fucking heavy, know. dude. Yeah, kind of like <laughs> that kind of ruined my day at that point. I was like, whoa, man, right? Geez. Um, but it's otherwise it's a it's a cool place. I mean, um, you know, we we went to a, a town called Hetsamani, and there was a lot of like street art and cool little shops, and um, you know, it's just a it's just a good time. I'd, I'd probably I don't know I'd probably go back. Who knows? And the wedding was cool. Like was it a little bit, was it a short wedding, long wedding? It was a short wedding. Uh, the ceremony was like no fun allowed, sir. Uh, but you know the reception was, it was cool. You know, nice, 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 nice. Yeah, yeah. I've been to I've been to Catholic weddings where it's or it, the whole thing's in Latin, and you're basically a different person by the time by the time it's all over because you're there for at least seven days. The guy, the guy was basically like he basically said like no laughing or cheering allowed, please. Oh my God, <laughs> Jesus, dude. After the couple is married, they'll be marched to the gulag where they will be, uh, 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 you know, in the salt mines for the rest of their married lives. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, life is life is relentless. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. No fun. No fun allowed, dude. That's so cool. I, I'm, 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 I'm happy you had an adventure. That's pretty cool. Uh, happy you made it back. Um, where, do, do, were there, was there any special circumstance in which, in which you wore the field standard or you just wore the field standard just around one day? Yeah, I I just wore it around one day. I wore it when we were kind of um, off the beaten path for a while. Nice. Um, 
So it was. Did you feel was at cool. all uncomfortable wearing "quote unquote" like a nice watch or like a watch that someone might recognize wasn't a fake watch? Because maybe that's why I saw a lot of fake watches. People kept their nice shit at home so it wouldn't get pickpocketed. Sometimes, sometimes I did, and I will say that there are um, there are moments where like a dude might be walking way too close to your wife where her purse yeah. is, and you kind of just have to turn your body and look at him, and then. Yeah. You know, the courses will diverge. Um, So, but for the most part, if you, if you remain in like the old city, which is considered the touristy area, um, like I said, I think the city has taken measures to cut down on theft and pickpocketing. So no, I I didn't, I didn't feel, um, I didn't feel bad wearing the docks or anything. Yeah, no, I, 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 when I was younger, um, you know, you'd always hear it wasn't safe to travel to Colombia, but I know in the like recent years, like the government's doing everything it can to make it safer, to maybe like reverse that image. You know, where I used to work um, before, I think the last proper like office job I I, I had, it was um you know I was I was doing all like all the stuff for like cruise line and all this like all the website stuff, and so like one day a whole bunch of new like a new port came in. And it was for like Colombia, and so like I guess now it's like a big cruise ship destination as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, saw saw a lot of cruise ships. Um, you know, well, and, and Cartagena, I mean, is like uh, it's like the resort portion. You yeah. know, I I guess like Tahiti. You know, um, but uh, I also yeah. just it occurred to me the best. I think the best deterrent that you could do for like someone to like snatch your spouse's purse or backpack or whatever so like let's say you're in a situation where you're walking and your wife's next to you and she has your purse and she has her purse you have your purse she has her purse and um you kind of sent someone like getting a little too close to maybe grab her purse the best thing i think you can do is steal her purse first (laughs) and run away from her just grab it and then (laughs) run away from her that will i think that will 100 percent confuse the pickpocket that is very confusing (laughs) this territory sir this is this this is this is Michael territory. Okay, you fucking go pickpocket your own goddamn turf. Anyway, <laughs> I think stealing your wife's purse first is the um, is the best deterrent to having it stolen by a stranger. Yeah, good idea. <laughs> <laughs> know, this, this just occurred to me. That's super cool, man. That that that, that that's um, happy you made it back. That's crazy about the about the flight delay and everything like that. I've never been in an airport lounge. I don't think. Um, usually I get to the airport. I'm I'm weird. I like getting to the airport way too early because I don't have to rush. I like getting to the airport with like three hours to kill. What I do is I just sit in front of the terminal with like my feet on my suitcase and I'll just sit there. I won't fall asleep because if I fall asleep, I'm convinced strangers will touch my penis when I'm not like aware of my surroundings. So I'll just sit there and I'll just wait for the plane to, to show up. You know what I mean? Yeah, the the penis touching is you should be worried about that i should that's what, that's what i'm saying dude my wife is insane she's like she's like not everyone has time to touch your penis so i'm like yes they are yes they are all right, all right? I'm, I'm in a world side of my folks who want to fuck, fucking ruin my day by very gently touching my penis in passing <laughs> i don't need that that's bad touching bad touch all right ah is it time should we oh man looking at the time um, we, do you want to talk about this main topic? We should, should we should we should start talking about this main topic. <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. It's I'm, I'm very simple. Interested. <clears throat> it's simple, but I think a lot of people can relate. Um, because watch collecting is supposed to be fun, but it's not so fun when you feel like you've totally fucked yourself. Right. 
Um, and is, uh, I, I'm I'm curious to hear um, the, the thought process that you had. So I have mistakes that I can think of that are like practical, like real world mistakes. Like, oh, I chose sugar instead of salt. But then I can think of stuff that's more like like heavy. Like, oh man, like I, I like this. Like that's like a serious like character flaw faux pas that I've committed. You know what I mean? Like, what did you have in mind? Or is it everything? All kinds of mistakes. I. It can be everything, but there are also very specific situations. And I think one that I want to start with is something that maybe we can all relate to. Okay. Or maybe not, because some people have very strong rules about this. Um, and I. Maybe we both have some personal experience here. Um, if you know my story, that means you're very close to me. <laughs> I won't share the <laughs> extreme details. Uh, about this, but the first one I wanted to talk about was buying a watch sight unseen. Oh, wow. That's heavy. Yeah. And I think that's a big mistake that people make a lot of times, especially in today's Instagram fueled watch culture, mm. watch enthusiast culture. Um, it's very easy to like have like a, an entire week of looking at wrist shots of this hot new, whatever the fuck that just came out. Um, and say, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to buy it because everybody has it and you, you've never seen it, you know? Right. Um, not to say that it doesn't always work out. You can get lucky. I have it's watches a, a, that I've purchased. Yeah. That's what people need to know. It's a risk. However, how much do you want that risk to cost? <laughs> 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 because luckily, you know, when the risk for me is a couple hundred bucks, I've been fine. Uh, when it's been more expensive, I have not been fine. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, never buy a watch sight unseen. So when you say sight unseen, do you mean like you've never seen pictures of it online from the seller or you've never seen it in person before you bought it? Yeah, I should clarify in person. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, but like what if, what if someone's going through like, you know, watch you seek and there's a listing for like a Zin and it's like 2000 bucks or whatever. And like they have pictures, 2000 bucks is a lot of money. And I mean, you know, cause I feel like those transactions happen all the time or do those occur with like acceptable risk? I mean, unless it's something like super rare that you've been for, I'll take my CWC for example. I just always wanted one, but it's like, right. where, where am I going to try one of those on? You know, um, it's just not going to happen. Mm. Um, so if if it's something where you got to pull the trigger like super fast or else you're going to or you feel like you're going to miss out, maybe it's something that you've been hunting for a while that you think you're going to like and it's like used and discontinued and you can't go anywhere, maybe the risk is a little bit easier to to stomach, but I don't know, man. If it's something that's like in boutiques or uh you can find it, you know, just driving somewhere, I wouldn't I wouldn't buy a watch anymore in production that I didn't try on in person. That's so funny, actually, because that's such a great point. Remember a while back, a few episodes back, I think I brought it up for the first time in the Apocalypse Watch episode. Um, that satellite wave, that Citizen Satellite Wave. You remember mm -hmm. that watch? Yeah. That, I, I, great prices online. You can see it for like five or six hundred bucks. I love the look of the watch, and I really wanted satellite wave technology. Like I would love to own a piece with that. And and I was really close to just honestly just going on eBay and like buying the watch but then you saw it in person and you told me it was big and then i had the chance to see it in person at like a department store 
And I'm like, dude, if I had bought this watch without trying it on first, I would have hated it. But yeah. I would have I would have been embarrassed to say I hated it after all the fucking hype. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So seeing it, I mean, that's actually like a, 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 a really, really good point. And the thing is, even though I guess in the world of watches, like five or 600 bucks isn't a lot. It is a lot to me and just kind of like where I'm comfortable purchasing watches. So, so I think that's actually a really, really fair point. If you had the opportunity to try on the watch in some capacity, definitely do that because it could save you a lot of headache. Yeah. And, and it, is unf- it is unfortunate that somebody like, I don't know, Seiko makes like, <clears throat> I don't know, their catalog has like 8,000 watches or something. Right. <laughs> I don't know how many models they have in their 2018 catalog. Um, you know, how are you gonna find it? How are you gonna find that? Like, if you're into the SKX that has like a partial turquoise bezel or something, I don't even know if they make that, but like, how are you gonna find that? You know, I think the next best thing you can probably do is just just Google, look at reviews, look at videos, like find whatever information you can. Because yeah, no, there are some models you will never be able to see in person, so. Or I buy mean, it from somebody that has a very lax return policy. Like, oh yeah, like if you if you're not down with it, you know, in like thirty days, just let me know what's up, and we can I'll yeah. do a refund, or we can do a trade back, or something like that. You know what I mean? A lot of times, it's like Amazon. Like, I think you can return like a box of crackers on Amazon if you want to. <laughs> Dude, you can return. You, I mean, you, I mean, you, you, you remember Brad, who used to work with? He enlightened me to this. You can return. <laughs> Anything to Publix. Yes. Anything. Publix is a grocery store down here that's local to, I think, I think Florida and like Georgia, just in case folks don't know. But you could literally buy ice cream, eat about 95% of it, take it back to Publix, say you didn't <laughs> like it, and they'll give you your money back. <laughs> they'll take back anything. I literally watched Brad take back a half-eaten sandwich. He <laughs> ate the sandwich, about 65%, and then made the choice, I'd like to have my money back now that I'm full. And he did it. And it was incredible. They didn't bat an eyelash. You remember that's, that? That's not even, you're not even exaggerating. Not even exaggerating. <laughs> it was incredible. And I'm like, wow. And so I, I, I've, I've had that happen to me a couple of times. Like nothing as nefarious as what he did. But like by the time I got home, I realized this food that I purchased that I thought was like fresh produce had like a big fucking like, you know, rotting pustule underneath it. And I'm like, oh, okay, I'm see if I can return this. And they'll fucking, they'll take it yeah. back, dude. No questions. You know? Yeah. So you're saying you need to find a watch buyer. So you're saying that Publix needs to sell watches, is what you're saying. Publix needs to become an authorized... Well, I mean, when dixies doing it, so... That's, that's right. You were at that Winn-Dixie that had Seiko's. You could literally <laughs> buy a can of tuna and a Seiko tuna. The dream yep. is real, all right? Yep. Oh, my God. So stressful. Yeah. So I, I would... That's that's kind of the, the first one I wanted to bring up, because I think... I think too often we're just like, oh my god, or we'll we'll see coverage of something and be like, this is the perfect watch that I've been waiting for, and like as right. I mean, take take the Black Bay for example, like how how long did you like lust after the look <laughs> of the Black Bay? Long time. And then like you tried it on in person, you're like, man, this thing is like, what's up with these fucking walls on the case side? Like it's, a it's big fucking watch, yeah, you know. Um, so, you know, even something as basic as like a time only dive watch with a Rolex vibe, you know, it can it can be a little unpredictable with the way that it wears on your wrist, like the way that it goes with, you know, even your style, like the clothes yeah. that you dress, your, your, this, the way you dress, you know, this this relates to the, the point that I want to bring in regards to like mistakes that I've made that I want like to have, make sure people avoid making also is that the thing is like 
like photography especially on instagram or if it's like really sexy photos of a watch pictures lie pictures tend to lie a lot which is why i do we both do we both do our best to try and give as many reference shots for a watch as we can all over like the side (laughs) like even like weird angles where like it looks odd but it gives you a sense of what the watch looks like on like wrist or i'll try and also have like familiar objects in there as well i should honestly just start taking pictures with like a fucking like quarter in the shot or like calipers with the actual measurements just so folks have a realistic interpretation but just so just taking like a like a sidetrack like as a content creator it's also difficult because you want your shots to look quote-unquote good but you don't want them to be deceptive you know what i mean yeah i mean photos photos and even videos at times can be really deceptive on the internet i mean yeah i used to know a girl who took a certain career path where um her photos and videos had to impress and entice uh in certain ways on the internet she had a youtube channel about knitting yes yes (laughs) very good with her hands but when you saw her in person uh she looked different (laughs) of course yeah 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 that's actually an excellent an excellent point but what what's that what'd you say That will not be in the show notes. We're gonna, we're gonna, well, that's that's one link that we're not gonna put in the show notes. No, I don't think, I don't think, the, uh, I don't think the Google algorithm will like that very much. But um, in regards to just watch photography and sort of also just the the yes gawking face culture that exists within the Instagram watch family, yeah, the mistake that I've made in the past and that I want people to not be afraid of just confronting is if you lust after a watch and you buy the watch and you don't like the watch tell people don't feel like don't feel bad about not liking the watch i know that might sound like really weird to some people but i've been in the situation where i had a watch and and i it seemed like everyone in the world loved the watch you know what i mean and like mm-hmm. i just felt weird because it's two things you don't want to feel like you're like counter culture and at the same time if you don't like a watch that you spent two, three, five thousand, two thousand dollars on whatever, if you buy that watch and you don't like it, psychologically you could perceive yourself as looking like an idiot. Like you wasted your money, blah blah blah, so on and so forth. Yeah. But the dude, who cares? If you don't like something, fucking tell people. There's no reason for you to not feel comfortable expressing a negative opinion. There's too much positivity, <laughs> I feel like, in the watch family online sometimes like 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 am, am, like am i talking crazy or like like do you understand what i'm talking about there's a lot of beating around the bush you know there's it's mm-hmm. like yeah you know yada yada but it's not for me and that's that's as negative as right somebody might go yeah no um, i i've i've I've, ex- I've expressed negative opinions I, at first i was like trepiditious and then like a little while, well, a little while after that, I was kind of like weird about it. But like now, like if folks ask me, I'm pretty vocal. <clears throat> I did not have a good experience with that Janus trading watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. it was just, it just wasn't what I expected it. You know. Um, I think it's it's cool for what it was. You know what I mean? But just for me and just the experiences that I had, it just, I just didn't like it. You know. Mm. So being honest with yourself. Yeah, could being be, on, uh, being being honest with yourself, not feeling like you have to pretend like everything's all all right. Life is too short to keep up with the Joneses, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, like <clears throat> it, it's okay to buy a watch and just see it as a mistake. You know, that's that's I think that's fine. I have watched that purchase as mistakes. I told you about that Slava that I bought that exploded. It looked great. The listing looked great. Stella had a great rating. It was a really fun Slava dial. It was one of the not a rare one, but one you don't see too often. 
took two months to get here from the Ukraine, wound it up and the hands flew off. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. oh, good. <laughs> that's that's what I wanted to have happen. Yep. And that's uh, keeping up with the Joneses. I, I think that's a, another transition into something else I wanted to bring up. And that's kind of like just buying watches because other people have them. It happens. Oh, man, that, 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 that's the entire like Instagram culture, I feel like. Right? I mean, yeah. There's still but... a part of my brain. There's still a part of my brain that thinks I should own a Rolex one day because everyone else does or because it's like the thing to do. Even though I know that part of my brain is an idiot, if the only reason I want a Rolex is because other people have a Rolex, that's ridiculous. But that part of my brain still exists. You know what I mean? Well, there's people... Okay, so there's people on your Instagram feed that have like, uh, you know, two-tone Rolexes. But, you know, they're friends of the show. You like Mm. their channel. You talk to the person daily. Um and you respect their opinion as a person that enjoys watches, um, that might actually drive you to want the watch even more. I, I think I think I'm talking mm. about like I think I'm talking about people that are like, okay, this famous person wears this watch, and I gotta get it, you know? Oh, like um, not like a brand ambassador, but like it's well known that X Y Z celebrity wears this model of. Yeah, tag it Hoyer could, or whatever. It could be a celebrity. It could be a, a brand ambassador. Um, you know, but that's tapping into watch marketing. Watch, uh, watch marketing for a lot of the big brands is 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 riding on the fact that if you see X Y Z celebrity who's respected and 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 known and trusted wearing X Y Z and watch, if you purchase X Y Z watch, that will bring you one step closer to potentially being like X Y Z celebrity. <sighs> You know what I mean? But is watches are watches really the place for that kind of stuff? No, of course you know? not. But it's like, but it, for example, like I go back to like freshman year high school. I'm like 13, and Fender releases the Tom DeLonge Blink 182 Stratocaster, and like I'm just picking the, up a guitar, right? And I want I want that guitar. Does that is it different with with those types of products or well, is now it, it depends like, was that the one with this with the seymour duncan def, uh, defender that the huge the, the thick magnet humbucker yeah yeah the invader at the bridge invader that's what it was <laughs> i i literally i used to have um an entry like level like 150 dollar bc rich warlock because i thought it'd be hilarious to buy that guitar had it for a month really bad guitar didn't like it went to a shop and i'm like like a mom pa shop and i'm like hey do you guys want this guitar and they basically said, no, like you can't do any like guitar <laughs> trades. That is not like no one that comes to the store would ever buy that guitar. And um, <laughs> I saw that they had the Seymour Duncan Invader in a, in, in a case, in like a little box in like this case. And it wasn't even like a range properly. It was a mom pa store. So everything was just thrown in there like a pantry. And I'm like, I'll trade you this entire guitar for that humbucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good trade. I think you got the. the... I, d- I definitely came out on top, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, still have it today. But no, I mean, well, the thing is that I feel like that is a mistake. Now, it's different if you like something for what it is and like celebrity happens to have it. But because the thing is that's that's that can steer your collection, in my opinion, wrong if you buy a watch just because XYZ celebrity had it. Now, mm-hmm. sort of like an offshoot of that, if you're like a huge fan of like XYZ television show and like you just like having like related paraphernalia or whatever as i hit my oh. on, on the wall 
that makes sense, right? Interesting. Interesting. You know, that's just you expressing your collection for a television show or for a movie or for whatever the fuck it is. You know what I'm saying? But if you want to watch just because, you know, there's a video of like Christian Bale beating someone to death with his fist while wearing it, that's a little ridiculous. Like, okay, like I, I, it's almost a form of like idol worship, if that's not too extreme to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that brings. Uh, I kind of I think about uh, Adam Savage when you when you bring that up because he's I, I think he has his TV shows and his YouTube channels or whatever. But uh, you know, I'm confused he's a, about him. I can't tell if he's a watch person or like he wants people to think he's a watch person or am I just an asshole? I think he's mostly like a prop master. Like that's what he's into. He's into oh, making okay. things for film and TV. Um, he will like painstakingly like recreate like props from uh, Blade Runner or something like that. But I think I think he's really into like the <clears throat> Bourne, uh, like the Jason Bourne series and stuff. And he's uh, I think I've seen videos where he has like like fake watches that are like props that he made or something <laughs> or he acquired Kinda somehow. Cool. Uh, but yeah, there there are people that collect that sort of stuff. I mean, uh, my wife and I are rewatching. Uh, parks and recreation for like i think the second time or something um and doesn't uh, that guy have a citizen one of the uh um swanson Ron yeah swanson? it's a and it's a very cool citizen that that can be can be difficult to get you know um i don't know is it shitty if, if somebody buys it you know if they really well, like the show well that complicates the question if you're a fan of the show and you're buying it are you expressing your love for the show in one way? Or do you think you'll be more like, what the hell is the actor's name? Ron Swanson. What the, what's the actor's name? I, I can't remember. <laughs> Nick Offerman is the Nick actor's. Offerman. Yeah. <laughs> if you think you buy that watch, you'll be like Nick Offerman or something like it, 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 it. And I know it sounds like we're nitpicking, but these little like perspective cues can really influence how your collection grows or doesn't grow. Like, are you building a collection that's actually an authentic expression of who you are or an authentic expression of who you want to be? You know what I mean? Well, and in my, my opinion, there is a difference. You know? Let's be real here. If somebody buys a watch that a celebrity has in real life, like not in the show, are they buying the watch because they want to be like the celebrity or are they buying the watch because they want to communicate an idea of wealth on the same level as the celebrity? Uh, it depends. My my gut inclination would be because they want to be like a celebrity, just because that's like the marketer in me talking. That's that that that's that's the the pessimistic marketer mm-hmm. <laughs> in me talking. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, the idea of translating wealth. Well, I mean, that citizen not really an expensive watch. I wouldn't get a sense of someone's wealth from that. But I guess when you say celebrities wearing watches, most of the time, it is expensive stuff. You know. So maybe you're. But that's a good point. But then isn't that isn't that just isn't that just as vapid as a pursuit? As wanting to be like the celebrity? Yeah. Wanting to translate yeah. the same level of luxury as 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 XYZ hooker killer. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Or, or whatever whatever actors do. I'm 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 not too sure anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh it's this is this is complicated. <laughs> no, it's very complicated, but these are the types of questions that someone would have to ask if they're really building a collection because the thing is if you don't have a handle on and this is the mistake that i made really really early on uh, this if you don't have a handle on what attracts you to a certain watch or if you're just buying it because someone else has it you can become very easily a consumer 
it's really easy for and I say that in a derogatory sense. I know sometimes I say it in a positive sense. Right now I'm saying it's derogatory sense. If you're mm-hmm. if you're a consumer, brands are just looking for a way to figure out how to sell you a watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's the difference between figuring out how to sell you a watch and the the it's the difference between that and you seeing something and connecting with it on a personal level. Um like for me, this is a very, very, very kind of just like salient example. This is a lot of a medical that I got recently. That watch connected with me so strongly just because of just something about it. You know, mechanical pulse meter, doctor's mod, doctor's watch, Soviet watch. I never saw a celebrity wearing it. I, I didn't even. I, there's, there's no sort of like. This is the great thing also about, about 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 Russian watches. There's no like like marketing culture around it. I just saw the watch and there was something about the watch that connected with me so i i have that i finally have that watch now and it doesn't remind me of xyz celebrity blah 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 it reminds me of what i like about the watch and just the pursuit that i had to go through to get it i feel like that's a very personal journey 10 different Mm. people can buy one watch because xyz celebrity has it and all 10 of those people have the same story you know what i mean so the moral of the story is approach watch buying 100 percent with what you personally like in mind it, I mean, it should it should have nothing to do with somebody that you want to emulate, no matter how much you like them. Am I being too puritanical? I don't know, but like that, like like that's how I feel. Because the no, thing is, that's, I, that's what it is. I I think I think you'll feel better about your watch purchases that way. You know? Yeah. I mean, especially especially because it's not it's not a cheap hobby, guys. Shit ain't no. cheap, man. No. You know what I mean? Like 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 I I a hundred dollars Seiko might be cheap, but a hundred dollars for me in groceries. Not too bad. Also, Michael, I don't know if I told you or not. I have just basically been eating nothing but vegetables this past two weeks. Oh, good for you. Because they're cheap. <laughs> they are very cheap. I, I it's ex- I did not realize how cheap it was. Like I <laughs> went to I went to get like like stuff to cook a meal and like I had all this fucking like produce and all this bullshit and the person that register is like, oh twelve dollars. I'm like, what? This yeah. is incredible. If That's... I had meat in the mix, this would have been like forty dollars and I would have yeah. fucking cooked the meat like an idiot and ruined it. <laughs> it's a it's a poorly circulated myth that um, <clears throat> eating plant based is more expensive than whatever else. The, the fucking what? stores want to get rid of that stuff, man. It's fucking vegetables. They have to sell it fast, you know. Right. No. Yeah. Well, I think, I think the myth comes from the 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 whole. If you go out, if you want to buy like organic Mars grown eggplants, yeah, right. Those can be expensive. But if you just go to your fucking local grocer and just get like eggplants or whatever, I bought. Three cucumbers for two dollars the other day. Yeah, a lot it's of times incredible. that's stuff that, that that's stuff that you can buy bulk too. I mean, you can buy a bunch of bulk vegetables, bulk uh, beans and legumes and stuff. And yeah, dude, you'll be set for a while. Yeah, I'm sorry, we got very sidetracked by two broke health the, snobs. Two broke, two broke, two two broke, one begrudging vegetables. Two two vegetable snobs. Mm. <laughs> I'll say I'll make that sexier on paper later. But um, but no, that's that's the the mistake is not collecting in a way that's authentic to you but it's not one of those things where like you can make the choice blah 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 it's little choices that will lead up to you potentially having a collection that yeah it's cool watches and yeah it gets upvotes and likes or whatever on instagram but does it really mean anything to you like what yeah like what's special about this is this a collection that anyone could have put together you know yeah if so then why do it um, I mean, that's my like really like super like puritanical view on it, but it's just, I don't know. I, I, my, 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 I've come to the conclusion recently that, that if I'm, if, if assuming that my life is half over, which it probably is just considering how I live my, my lifestyle, 
life is too short to just create something that anyone else can create. You know what I mean? I would say you're maybe half dead. That's what I'm saying, dude. Right? At this point. That's yeah. what I'm saying. So I'm 30. How the fuck? I'm 31. Let's say either my heart finally gives out at 60 or a car hits me. It's half my life, dude. That's And you know, and you spend what, a third of your life asleep. So technically I've slept off 10 of these years. And I've just been dicking around for another 25 years. So I only have actually five years, not even five years, of actual good work in my life. That sucks. Yeah. And how much of that is watch collecting? Uh, in the past couple of years, a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it needs to be in larger proportion, goddammit. Maybe something more basic uh, and kind of like, I feel like if we talk about it, it's just like, duh. But maybe somebody starting out, not necessarily vetting uh, and verifying where they're getting their watches from, no oh, matter absolutely. how cheap or expensive. I think some people are even having trouble with Amazon Verified right now. Really? Um, so like yeah. they'll say Amazon Fair, Ver, Verified, but then you get it and it's just, you, you have no insurance whatsoever on it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I think it's been happening with some like uh, tech products on Amazon. Like somebody gets like a Chinese like knockoff iPad or something. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I've I've even heard some like weird Seiko stories. Like uh, somebody buys like a Seiko off Amazon and it's like a verified purchase, and um, they get like a weird box and like the dial's wrong, and wow. um, but um. You know, kind but, of not 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 doing your your due diligence to um, vet and do research on on the source that you're getting your watches from. This is something that you taught me forever ago, like when we first started when we when we, when we first started doing this 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 death dance of virology together all those <laughs> all those years ago. You taught me this. If I'm ever unsure about a seller, copy and paste the seller's name into Google along with watch you seek or what. Yeah. So yeah. XYZ seller name was or watch you seek and then see if there's a thread and more yeah. times often than not there is there is a thread about the about the seller hit him or her you know what i mean yeah that's true that's true there's a good feature now <clears throat> on the watch exchange subreddit where if you make a post it'll like it'll immediately make a like a bot comment like right under your post that's and right. like link to your feedback or like any feedback about your username on a separate subreddit called the watch exchange feedback. Yep. So you have like, all very you have to do. Bot. Yeah. If you're the good bot. Yeah. Good, good bot. <laughs> so if, if you're looking on like the watches watch exchange subreddit, for example, all you literally just have to click that link in that first comment made by that bot and you'll find all of the feedback threads for that seller. Yeah. So um, that's a good way also besides the, the Google trick. Researching feedback is super important. But I also want to especially note that now because after the Vostok episode, so many of you guys, and I, I, think, this is, I think this is just awesome and beautiful. So oh, many of yeah. you guys are just like, I want to buy a Vostok. You know, uh, how do these look, blah, 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 X, Y, Z. Like, you know, I, want, I want to find this model. Where is this model? Everything like that. And I've been, I've been doing all this research and digging up reference numbers for people and everything like that. Every now and then I'll get someone who's like, oh, I found this one online. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure it's fake, but I think I might go for it anyway because it's a good price. And I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. But please be aware the seller has a rating of 97%, which basically on eBay is is like, you know, the plague. It's like, yeah. the, bla it's like the black death of, <laughs> Soviet, of Soviet watches on eBay. Anything below 99% is bad news bears. But the thing is also just to be aware of this is something I think that might potentially be 
specific to USSR watches. The 97% rating or the low rating for eBay doesn't necessarily indicate that all the watches are Franken, which you might be okay with. It also has other levels of service in there. Shipping time, communication, what's the watch full of bees? Like things that are just beyond what you can just see on the images. So, I mean, definitely checking a seller rating um, and just feedback and just doing some Googling and, and due diligence is is a watch mistake that like is probably like a no-brainer to some people, but it's really it was important for me to learn that super early on because if, if you had never taught me that i would have i I would have been fucked with so especially just digging into the whole ussr watch thing you know what i mean i think we should partner with mbnf for our first two broke watch knobs watch collaboration um if they can make like one of those like uh like orological machine things that had those aliens inside but i want little bees flying around inside this like giant crystal <laughs> i you think know, if anybody can do it it's mbnf you know it would be incredible mbnf they would do it they wouldn't get the joke <laughs> that's my favorite part be like oh yeah sure we could do it was it bees you like bees yeah we fucking love bees Mr. it sounds MBNF. like a genuine challenge like a <laughs> like a mechanical <laughs> challenge <laughs> i want also instead of a ticking noise i want it to sound like bees <laughs> i want i want the mbnf charming bees you know what i'm they, saying they'd dude? have to use like a resonant like metal that they use in, in minute repeaters and like some kind of like high beat movement like a like an El Primero or something. That's like I want super so crazy. much technology to go into this one stupid bee controlled watch. The Hubble telescope would blush. Okay, I want <laughs> an an inordinate amount of technology to go into this stupid four million dollar watch. That's the only thing that will make me happy anymore, Michael. All right, I've decided. <laughs> you heard, you heard it, Max. We're, we're <laughs> up for the we're up for the challenge. <laughs> Is that the guy's name, Max? Yeah. <laughs> Was it like Max and like his, his friends, or like Max and the and Max the Max Booster? I think Booster is the way you say his last name. Yeah, Max and Booster. 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 Oh, I was because Max Booster sounds like a porn star. Max Max <laughs> Max Booster. That sounds, I guess, like a like a like a businessman. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's and friends for the and F. Yeah, which I was fucking cool. You know what I'm saying? Right. I wonder watch. if they. I wonder if they ever got their stuff back. Remember That's the, right. The, One of their joints was super robbed. Yeah, watch mistake uh, number four or five, whatever the fuck we're on. Don't rob a watch store. I don't think it ever works out unless you rob an MBNF store. <laughs> you know, not long ago, maybe a couple years, somebody, um, somebody robbed a Richard Meal boutique, and like really, but they oh. knew they knew that it wasn't like a smash and grab. Like they robbed it and they took like three watches. It's like. This is enough, you know. <laughs> that's probably like a that's also probably like a James Bond collector, like right. like like hiring these guys, you know, like 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 listen, they won't sell me the watch, or I can't legally leave my my mansion made of dead hookers. Uh, I'm gonna hire. I don't know why. This is the third time I've mentioned dead hookers in the show. I have no idea why. Uh, I'm gonna hire you guys to go and steal the watch. That just that just seems methodical you know what i mean but um but definitely watch mistake don't rob a watch store right do you agree, you, you, you agree? I, I think i think they might be interns for these like high profile uh watch dealers that have to like sell to like shakes in in dubai or something where they, if they don't get them the watch in like under 24 hours their families will be buried in wet concrete um oh no, so they so they have to like rob a store really fast is that... No, no job is worth it unless it has really good health insurance, which is like a big deal. <laughs> In which case, it's okay to rob a watch store. I mean, if, if the health insurance is good, I mean, Michael, this is reality, okay? 
This, <laughs> it's very difficult to have proper health insurance in this country. But that's a whole different episode. Right? That's true. Yeah. That's a whole different goddamn episode as far as I'm concerned. Man, <laughs> God in heaven. But yeah, no, I, 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 so let's, let's recap what we've talked about so far, so far. There's nothing more we can talk about. Um, it's the idea of doing, always just doing feedback research on sellers and everything like that. And understanding if you see a low rating and you know a watch is Franken, a low rating is not necessarily indicative of just the status of a Franken watch. There could be other shit in there as well. You never know. Um, always do research in that. Um, definitely understand the reason why you are purchasing a watch. If you're purchasing a watch because a celebrity is wearing it, is that something that has um, or logical longevity in your collection. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, what if, um, what if you bought a watch 14 years ago because Roman Polanski was wearing it? Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> how, now, how do you feel about that watch? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh um, boy! Didn't didn't Bill Cosby wear Rolexes too? Or like, or didn't he have like a Datejust or something like that? Or I don't know. It was like um, he might have had a few. I mean. You know, like, how do you feel about that watch now? You know, so it, 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 if you're, if you're, I don't know if, I don't know, I don't know if it's a good example or not, but the first thing that popped into my head, I, I bought this Omega because Roman Polanski wore one. Well, good luck. Good luck. Good luck looking at that watch and having those warm Polanski ninth gate feelings. You know what I mean? It's a good movie. I don't know if you saw the movie. It was a good movie. Um, uh, what was, oh, I was recapping the mistakes. Um, be in control of why you're buying something. Otherwise, yeah. you run the risk of basically becoming, it sounds very dramatic, a statistic for a watch brand. Collect in a way that feels good and authentic to you. And if you don't know what that is, you can figure it out. Um, in that same vein, if you buy a watch, don't make the mistake of pretending you like it. If someone asks you, tell you, tell them you don't like it. You know what I mean? Like it, it, You shouldn't have to feel like you need to keep up with the Joneses or act like everything's always awesome and positive, blah, blah, blah. That doesn't, that, that's... There's no way to live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the first one you said again? I can't remember. I'm all hopped on caffeine right now. Uh, watch uh, Buying watches uh, without seeing them. Sight unseen. Yeah, dude. If you yeah. have the chance to see the watch, to try it on, definitely do it. That will make a difference. Um, what else? What other like mistakes can you kind of think of which would be helpful? Don't rob watch stores. We talked about that. <laughs> and know where your watches are coming from. We also talked about that. So, oh yeah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. You know what I mean. Um, let me think. What else? What what watch mistakes have I made? Talked about not liking watches. Talked about the seller ratings. You're a star, Kaz. You can do no wrong. What do you mean? I I can do I do wrong all the time. <laughs> if you have that long it's taken me to get this notice review up, people have been waiting for it, Michael. <laughs> How do you feel about this? Do you think it's a mistake to have a watch collection so big you don't wear all the watches enough? I know that's especially specific or, or mm-hmm. sort of like that. Something that you've talked about because you, you've purged your collection more than I have. Um, I've rearranged my office and I found a new home for all my watches. And I finally got all my watches in one place. It's too many watches. I don't know what to do. The thing is, a lot of them we got for free. I think it depends on the person um, <clears throat> and how they approach collecting in general. Mm-hmm. whether it's watches or not because like i mentioned i went to that like museum here in in washington where the the family runs a house with like 5000 plus vintage nutcrackers the nutcrackers that's right and they find fulfillment in that you know um that's a good point you can't crack nuts with every single one <laughs> once a day i don't know you know um 
I, I think, no, I think that's fine. If, if, if you have a large collection and you don't wear everything, I mean, it's not ideal, but if you enjoy it, don't get rid of stuff just because you have to feel like you have to wear everything, you know? Well, do you think it's a mistake to, um, well, I'm trying, what's the phrasing? Oh, it's on the tip of my stupid fat tongue. Um, like watch consumption over consumption. It's the idea of almost like retail therapy. You, are you familiar with retail therapy? Yeah, but is there anything wrong with retail therapy in small doses? I mean, there is if you buy a watch because I think it'll make you feel good and you get it and you don't like it because you bought it for yeah. the wrong reasons. You know yeah. what I mean? That's true. But if you're in the store and you're like, man, this thing is awesome. That's true. If you're in the store and it's something you've been looking at for a long time and everything like that, you know? I think people can enjoy large collections. I could see that. Uh, one mistake that just occurred to me, I remember, remember, remember my, um, my, uh, oh man, what episode was it? But my, my Panerai boutique story. Yeah. Mistake number seven or eight or whatever. Nine <laughs> times out of 10, the guy that's trying to sell you watch isn't your friend. No, no. matter how much he acts like it. <laughs> no. Not saying he's a bad person. This person is trying to fulfill the requirements of their job. But, um, a sales tactic that I've seen used and that's been used on me is the idea of, you know, chumming it up, being really, really friendly, acting like your friend, and then you feel good. You feel like, oh, this is what friends do when you buy <laughs> a $6,000 Panerai from someone. You know what I'm saying? We're going to go out, have some coffee. You're going to let, let me date your sister. <laughs> um, and I'm going to have a great watch. All in a day's work, guys. <laughs> All in a day's fucking work, man. Ah, it's so stressful. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, am able to avoid all of these mistakes by just uh, buying watches less, less often than I than I did maybe a, a year or two ago. So I hear that. I hear that. that. That's felt it, pretty good. It's funny. I want to... I know what I just said before. My collection is getting too big or whatever, blah, blah, blah. I want to buy more watches, but specifically, you know like USSR watches. Like I talked about this in the past. I want to build up a Soviet watch collection. That's like really, really interesting and meaningful and has a really fun narrative to it. So, but the thing is, that's the great thing about the Soviet watches, man. They're, but they're not expensive. You know no. what I mean? 30, no. 40, 60 bucks. You know, that's, that's, that's basically normal. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's definitely something that's on my mind. Um, I didn't get the time to do a recap. Do I have to do a recap? Why don't we do a three-hour episode? I think we just recapped. Um, we can do three hours one day, you maybe. Want to do three, the three, we, we have been threatening. There was more <laughs> positive response than I expected to the Vosak Amphibia episode. We've been threatening a four-hour Raketa episode for a long time. Maybe we should do a four-hour Raketa episode one day. I still think it should be a, a, a video live stream of you. Me just having a panic attack talking about Raketa for four hours? Shirtless with chips. Shirtless, just eating the chips off my chest. And I'll, uh, I'll basically also be acting like Harry Carey from SNL. Do you remember Harry Carey from SNL? No. You know, oh my God, it was this character that Will Ferrell did. And it was this like, this like, a completely just like bumbling, over-caffeinated like scientist. Like, hey, hey, what's the deal? You know what I mean? It's really funny, actually. I'll, I'll send you a video later and we'll throw it in the show notes. And I was also, that's a very bad impression of it. My, my, my friend Josh has a really great impression of Harry Carey. But, um, but I could do a four-hour cut episode like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and I can I can I can join the video chat little square in the corner. 
just staring staring <laughs> at me staring at me eating chips off your chest eating like vegan chips off your chest as well perfect <laughs> i think that's i think that's poetry that shit that shit's going to the fucking uh oh what's it called what's that music or not music um what's that film festival called with all like the artsy like artsy like films and then films what's it called Sun- sundance sundance that shit's going right to the top of the sundance bracket or whatever the fuck they use i'm not <laughs> i also don't think sundance is a contest uh, i might be getting confused with like um other sports competitive uh, sports i don't know you know what i mean but um but yeah so yeah we okay just want to reiterate also if you're interested in joining the entry for the 2000 or the 5,000 follower uh, milestone giveaway we're giving away this notice trius watch that was that was really generously donated to us by the guys over at notice watches check them out because that is a brand you want to keep your eyes on the dudes are super cool the stuff they're printing out is incredible and just having this thing in my hand right now i am begrudgingly accepting to give this away to you guys because i could have just lied and said i lost the watch and kept it that was also an option, and that was that was an option. But I decided to do the right thing, Michael, and give the watch away. Right? We know you thought about it. It, it crossed my mind, just like how you never wanted to give away the SKX for the two thousand follower or yeah. three thousand. I can't remember. You know what yeah, I mean? I did not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, go and check out the review. Check out the review. Leave a comment on there. That'll automatically enter you for a chance to win the watch. Brand new. I'm the only one that's worn it. I've only been wearing it for a few days to do the review. Comes with a box. The box is really cool. It has like the notice logo on there, and it's like, it's like a pine box, and the outside of it's like charred. It looks really cool. It has it, it, it's it's more than just like a foldy paper box. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, ba, ba, ba. am I missing anything else? I think that's it. Right? Pretty pretty fun filled episode. Yeah, good times, good times. Happy to have you back stateside, bro. Really, really cool stuff. Um, everyone, you know, uh, as, as, as usual, really interested to hear you guys' thoughts and comments um, on some of these mistakes. Do you think some of the mistakes are, that we're kind of pointing out are, are, are reasonable to note? Do you think some of them are just absolutely ridiculous? If you also think we take watches too seriously, you can let us know. But please be aware you have been listening to a watch podcast for an hour and a half. So I'm not really too sure I'd believe someone to tell me I was taking watches too seriously. <laughs> we're all here together. But um, really interested to hear you guys' thoughts and opinions. Really interested to hear if you guys have any mistakes that you've made that have kind of influenced how you grew as a collector, whether they were a while ago, whether they were recent. What I'm really interested to hear, and I've had this happen, have you tried warning people to not make a mistake and they made it anyway? Like, did you watch someone else in their instant, in their moment of instant regret? I usually warn people to not get into the hobby at all. <laughs> I tell people, I tell people that if you just want to, if you just want a watch, like a one watch to wear, like for like, if you want to dress up nice or to have a nice dress watch or whatever, don't go to forums, don't do any of this bullshit, don't do any of that stuff. Set a budget of one to two hundred bucks, you know what I mean, and just find something battery powered that that you will like. However, yeah. if you were looking to like actually learn more about urology and learn about watch collecting and do you know all that stuff then i usually say like okay you know blah 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 check out these websites you know um i don't think i've ever told someone to just not buy a watch i don't know <laughs> you know you know it's funny actually have you seen you know uh, oh man shout out shout out to tritium balls there was um did you know that steinhardt makes an ocean one 31 millimeters or 39 millimeters but in like like a like a mother of pearl pink Yes. Dude, this thing is fucking gorgeous. Like, I was looking yeah. at that watch, and, like, Becky saw it on my shoulder, and she's like, oh, that's a really beautiful watch. And I'm like, is it? So I'm like, yes. 
finally I can buy a watch for her. <laughs> <laughs> Great quality too, their watches. It's yeah, they're supposed to be, man. Shout out to last episode, which I believe was the return to the homage episode. Um really appreciate everyone's thoughts and opinions on, on that watch episode. But here, I'm belaboring the episode. I'm gilding the lily because I don't want to I don't want to end the episode. Um I just want to click the bezel on this notice. Hold on. Hmm. That's some good clickage, guys. Some some clickage and some some jangling from my end. <laughs> the call of our people, Michael. Okay, <laughs> jangling jubilees and clicky bezels. Okay, let's time to do this time. I've, I've, I've taken up the people's nice time enough. Um, do you want to do it or should I? Yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. My name is Mike. Uh, my name is Kaz, and I will leave you with the final words from I think probably my favorite anime of all time. You've been listening to Two Book Watch Knobs. See you, Space Cowboy. <laughs>